Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Keith Flaw, co-founder and CEO of the Florida Citizens Alliance. We'll also visit with Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government, and Bill Barnett, the former mayor of Naples, has a lot to say when it comes to local politics and what's going on here on the Paradise Coast. It is February the 29th, Leap Day, and on this day in 1940, Gone with the Wind was awarded with eight Oscars by the American Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, an epic Southern romance set during the hard times of the Civil War, the movie swept the prestigious Best Picture, Director, Screenplay, Cinematography, Art Direction, Film Editing, and Actress categories. However, the most momentous award that night undoubtedly went to Hattie McDaniel for her portrayal of Mammy, a housemaid for a former enslaved woman, McDaniel, who won the Best Supporting Actress Academy Award, was the first African-American actress or actor ever to be honored with an Oscar. She was born in Wichita, Kansas in 1895. She demonstrated her talents as a singer and actress while growing up in Denver, Colorado. She left school when she was a teenager to become a performer in several traveling minstrel groups and in 1924 became one of the first African-American women to sing on U.S. radio. With the onset of the Great Depression, she was forced to take work as a ladies' washroom attendant in Milwaukee Club. The club, which hired only white performers, eventually made an exception and let her sing, and she performed there for a year before setting her sights on Hollywood. In Los Angeles, she won a small role in a local radio show uh, called The Optimistic Donuts, and before long had become the program's main attraction. In 1932, she made her film debut as a Southern House servant in the Golden West. In American movies at the time, African-American actors and actresses were generally limited to house-servant roles, and McDaniel apparently embraced the stereotype, playing the role of a maid or cook nearly 40 films in 1930s, responding to criticisms by groups like the NAACP uh, that she was perpetuating stereotypes. McDaniel responded that she would rather play a maid on the screen than be one in real life. Furthermore, she often subverted the stereotype by turning her maid into a sassy, independent-minded character who sometimes made white audiences shift uncomfortably in their seats. Her most famous role was, of course, Mammy in the 1939 film Gone with the Wind, directed by Victor Fleming and based on the real uh, best-selling Margaret Mitchell novel of the same name. The movie remained the highest-grossing movie of all time when you consider inflation. Although she was honored with an Oscar, liberal African-Americans sharply criticized McDaniel for accepting a role in which her character, a former slave, spoke nostalgically about the Old South. McDaniel's film career declined in the late 40s, and in 1947, she returned to radio as a star of the nationally broadcast The Beulah Show. In the program, she portrayed an effervescent Southern maid, but in a markedly unstereotypical manner that won her praise for the NAACP. In 1951, while filming the first episode of the television version of the popular show, she had a heart attack. 
She recovered to do a few more radio programs, but in 1952, she died of breast cancer at the age of 57. Hattie McDaniel, a true trailblazer in all kinds of medium, radio, uh, movies, indeed a trailblazer. Well, today is Leap Day, February the 29th, the day observed only once at roughly every four years. And while the extra day serves as a technical function, its uniqueness prompts celebrations around the world, especially by the estimated 5 million leaplings born on this rare day. Leap years are necessary because the Earth takes slightly longer than 365 days to revolve around the sun, roughly 5 hours and 48 minutes more. For millennia, agricultural societies used solar calendar to, to schedule plantings and harvests and uh, saw the seasons drift over time and instituted an uh, extra day to compensate. The Romans made the current leap year approach official under the Julius Caesar, but the calendar was overhauled in 1,500 years later by Pope Gregory XIII because the seasons had drifted off by roughly 10 days. So, to everybody, happy leap day. Stocks fell yesterday, with Bitcoin almost touched an all-time high after surging 20% in five days as its halving approaches. United Healthcare, or United United Health, I should say, dipped on reports that antitrust regulators are investigating the massive insurer. Well, Texas Governor Greg Abbott issued a disaster declaration this week for 60 counties in the Smokehouse Creek Fire became the second largest in Texas history. Thousands of people were ordered to evacuate as the wildfire remained 3% contained and other wildfires burned, leaving at least one person dead. The Smokehouse Creek Fire broke out Monday and is one of the multiple wildfires burning across Texas and Oklahoma. It's grown to over 1,300 square miles Larger than the state of Rhode Island, it has threatened homes, businesses, and farms. Wildfires have caused the country's main nuclear weapons uh, assembly facility to temporarily shut down. Texas has two wildfire peaks, one in the summer and the winter, but they're short of uh, distinct seasons. This week, high temperatures and winds combined with dry, dead grass is believed to have fueled the spread of the fire. Those conditions are expected to be alleviated and ease in the coming days as winds uh, back off a little bit. Wildfires in Texas. Well, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell appears to be the, at the breaking point with House Republicans, as he uh, told Speaker Mike Johnson that the Ukraine goodie bag is the only game in town and he should pass it post-haste. The GOP senator reportedly reached out to Democrats in the lower chamber to pass the Ukraine package in separate votes. That request, of course, was denied, as it should have been. Senate Republican uh, Mitch McConnell said Wednesday he would step down from his leadership role, leaving a a power vacuum atop the party, as he uh, piloted for nearly 17 years more than any other party leader in the chamber's history. I turned 82 last week. Uh, the end of my contributions is closer than I prefer, he said on the Senate floor, is always breaking with emotion. Father time remains undefeated. I'm no longer the young man sitting in the back hoping colleagues remember my name. It's time for the next generational leadership. I'm glad he's stepping down. It's about time, in my opinion. McConnell has served as GOP leader since 2007 after ser- serving as party whip since 2003. At the time, the U.S. national debt stood at $6.78 trillion dollars. As of Wednesday, that figure stood at $34.4 trillion. 
he holds himself out as a fiscal conservative, but there's little evidence of that. It's true as we take a look at those numbers. Senators John Thune and number uh, two Senate Republican and John Cornyn are expected to vie for the top party job. In my own personal opinion, I hope Rick Scott will run. He'd be just terrific, a breath of fresh air as our Senate majority leader, because we're expected to win back the Senate in this next round. Uh, he may be too conservative, unfortunately, for uh, the rest of the party in the Senate. We'll see. Well, President Joe Biden received an annual physical examination at the military hospital in suburban Maryland Wednesday. He told reporters once he was back in the White House that the results were no different from his exam in the previous year when doctors declared him fit for duty. Well, let's see what the written report says. Apparently, there was no mental exam or uh, review for him about his mental capacity or acuity, which is unfortunate. Speaking of older adults, the U.S. Uh, older adults should roll up their sleeves for another COVID-19 shot, even if they got a booster in the fall, according to the CDC. Now, I don't know about you. I'm no doctor, but I'll stick with our Florida Surgeon General's advice, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, who is a COVID-19 skeptic and who uh, opposes vaccine and mask mandates and questions the vaccine's safety. I think he's got it all right. <clears throat> the CDC... I think lacks credibility. But nevertheless, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor, not giving advice, but I, for one, will not be lining up for a booster. The Supreme Court agreed yesterday to weigh in on Donald Trump's assertions that he's immune from being prosecuted for allegedly trying to overturn the 2020 election because he was president at the time. The justices will hear arguments in April, giving the court the final word on the novel legal issue. Though the decision is expected in June, it delays one of the criminal cases against Trump as the 2024 election approaches. In other legal news about the former president, an Illinois judge ruled he can't appear on the state's primary ballot because of the ban on insurrections. <laughs> it just makes me laugh when I say this, but paused the decision pending Trump's likely appeal. Well, no question it will be appealed, and I suspect uh, that is another one that will bite the dust. One of life's great mysteries is why climate change fanatics are against natural gas. Natural gas is a wonder fuel, abundant, made in America, reliable, efficient, and clean burning, and it's cheaper than it's ever been. The only explanation for the Green Movement's relentless and mindless opposition to natural gas is they don't want cheap and abundant energy. These are modern-day environmental Puritans who believe we have to endure pain and suffering especially in the wallet, as a penance for our wealth and high standard of living. They don't support nuclear energy is. You just can't make sense of this. But nevertheless, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of evidence today that their uh, movement is falling apart. Here's some. We have definitely hit the peak EV with the news that Apple is canceling a decade-long effort to build its own electric car, dubbed Titan. Uh, the New York Times noted that the cancellation is a rare move for Apple, which typically doesn't shelve such public and high-profile projects. The Apple pullback is the latest round of bad news for those who want to force-feed EVs to consumers. Despite price wars, EV uh, sales rose just 1.3% in the fourth quarter of 2023. Uh, Ford is losing $36,000 on each unit sold and just announced it will shut down one of the two production shifts for its electric pickup. Toyota, the one car maker that is uh, focused on hybrids along with gas cars, has seen its stock price outperform GM by 40% this year. 
though we had a chairman, uh, Toyota, uh, said people are finally seeing reality. Despite public resistance, the Biden administration continues to pour subsidies into the EV hole. It's both foolish and uh, incompetent. For example, it's allocated $7.5 billion to spend on EV chargers. However, that happened in uh, 23, but not a single one has been built in 2023. Well, among the many wasteful and inefficient programs that Biden throws billions of tax dollars at are the public transit subsidies in large metro areas. Despite the uh, hype, high-speed rail, light rail, and buses have all been on their way out since the middle of the last century. The percentage of Americans who use uh, transit has dwindled down to uh, 3% today, uh, down from 12% in 1960. Over that period of time, American workers have roughly doubled. Americans love their cars, and in almost every city, where possible exception of New York and San Francisco, the shortest distance between two locations is a car. Telecommuting has also surpassed uh, transit as a way to get to work. Within five years, automated cars will be ubiquitous, and cars will be in front of your house, apartment, or office, and whisk you away wherever you want to go. The left hates all of this because cars symbolize mobility and freedom, while mass transit is a form of transportation socialism. Don't you agree? This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning Naples, longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Keith Flaw, co-founder and CEO of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabees Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. And now serving dinner, 4 to 8 p.m., Wednesdays through Saturdays, a terrific menu. Lulabees Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabees Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. 
everyone. Every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CallYourSeniorCenter.org. That's CallYourSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Call Your Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooting the commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Right now, we have with us Keith Flaw. Keith is the co-founder and CEO of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, certainly. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Keith. Tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Um, Florida Citizens Alliance is a coalition. Uh, we've been around now since uh, about 2013. In fact, you were one of our founding uh, members. Yes. Uh, we go back, uh, and our primary focus is K-12 education. Uh, we get involved in uh, you know, things like promoting and advocating for school choice without government intervention, I might add, um, getting rid of the indoctrinations in our schools, protecting our children uh, from uh, some of what's going on in, in our schools. So. Um, that's primarily what we do. Um, we've got over 300,000 Floridians now in our active database. Terrific organization. I'm just proud to be associated with uh, because of the work that Keith Flaw, Pastor Rick Stevens, and others have done at the Florida Citizen Alliance. Uh, Florida right now is number one in the nation in terms of school choice and uh, the quality of schools in public education. We've got a long way to go, but irrespective, I just credit Keith and the others at the Florida Citizens Alliance for the great work they do. The website, by the way, is FloridaCitizensAlliance.com. Uh, goflca.org, goflca.org is the website. So, Keith, uh, you sent an open letter to the governor on uh, HB1. Maybe you can tell us about it. Uh, certainly. Um, it's actually uh, the second part of a two-step uh, uh, process. Uh, late last week, uh, both chambers uh, passed House Bill 1. Uh, House Bill 1, for those who don't know, haven't been following along, is a... Uh, protection for minors. And uh, uh, basically what it does is it says that uh, any child under the age of 16 uh, will no longer be able to have their own um, social media account. Uh, They can still, there was an amendment on the floor as the bill was passed uh, to allow the child to have, uh, to to operate under a parent's um, uh, account, but Mm -hmm. uh, not on their own. So it really is uh, protecting uh, kids from you know all the damage that uh, social media is doing to young kids. Uh, it's a tough battle because we're trying to put the genie back in the bottle. If you allow me that, um, but the the harm that social media is doing to young kids is is well documented. Um, the governor um, has seven days from last Friday afternoon to 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 veto or sign that bill. He's been making some noises that he's going to veto it. Uh, from what I understand, his uh, major concern is uh, the impact on parents' rights. Uh, there are some parents that are arguing that their that their 
quote, a child ought to be able to brand themselves on the Internet, ought to be able to run a business on the Internet, even at, under the age of 16, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, we're arguing uh, that the safety of the children is, uh, is a much stronger reason to, to uh, promote, uh, to sign this bill. Um, you know, we've been big advocates for parental rights, so there's no issue there from our perspective. But uh, parents' rights are not absolute. Um, I mean, and some examples is you can't sex traffic your child or aid in their their grooming. Um, You know, you can't allow your kids to drive under the age of 16 or give them alcohol under, uh, you know, under um, current law. So we put some guide rails in place to protect uh, our kids from dangerous stuff. And there's absolutely no question that the uh, Internet for young minors has become, um, you know, very problematic. Suicide rates are up dramatically. Depression rates are up even more. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, the, the, the bullying that takes place that starts uh, in cyberbullying and then ends up in schools, uh, it, it, you know, it's all well documented. Yeah. So we think it's, uh, uh, you know, we think this bill needs to be signed. Um, and and uh, I, I might add that uh, some of the sheriffs, uh, like Sheriff Gualtieri, who's the head of the, the Parkland Commission, has come out strongly in favor of signing this bill. Yeah. Um, a number of groups have joined us, Moms for America, uh, the America Project, uh, Citizens Defending Freedom, Christian Family Coalition have all joined us in urging the governor to sign this bill. So I, I uh, you uh, sent out something to your mailing list, and I'd, uh, I've uh, signed up to support this and have it uh, forwarded on to the governor's uh, to encourage him to sign the bill. For our listeners that may not be on your uh, list, uh, how can they participate? And they can go to our website, uh, goflca.org, as you mentioned, and there's a tab, a menu tab there called Action Center, and it's the first one. Uh, if you open that up and, and scroll down, it's the first action item, and it's the open letter to the governor. It explains it and why it's important, and then at the bottom of that um, page, is a button you can press uh, that all you have to do is enter your name and your address and uh, and then hit send and you can send uh, a letter, to, uh, 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 you know, an email to the governor urging him through this open letter to uh, sign the bill. Yeah, so I hope our listeners do. By the way, very well done. It was easy to na- navigate and uh, just really appreciate the opportunity to participate. Again, go uh, FLCA. Uh, org. And by the way, while you're doing that, uh, consider signing up, if you haven't already, for the gala that's coming up. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, it's our big annual gala. It's our fifth one. Um, It's going to be at the Ritz-Carlton on the beach on March 13th. Uh, We have two keynote speakers, uh, Dinesh D'Souza and a fellow by the name of Kanye Boyack. And some of your listeners may not be familiar with him, but if you're Kids, or if you have kids or you're a grandparent, uh, you're likely have heard of uh, the Tuttle Twins. And uh, Kanye is the uh, founder of the Tuttle Twins. So um, it'll be a great evening. Um, you know, it's a, it's a high-class quality event. And uh, it's the way we, um, you know, provide funds to do what we do. So, um, And by and, the and, way, you'll receive from Alfio yeah. from Seed to Table a $100 uh, gift certificate at uh, Seed to Table or any of the yeah. stores. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, Alfie has been a big supporter, and uh, here in Southwest Florida, if you if you attend this, uh, you get a 
you get that hundred dollar gift certificate just by using his name as the code. So goflca.org sign up for the gala and also sign the letter to to the to the governor encouraging to sign HB1. Keith, I really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for all you do and for being a guest on the show. Uh, you're very welcome, Bob. Have a great rest of your week, and let's keep our fingers crossed. The governor has until uh, early afternoon tomorrow to uh, to do something with this bill. Let's hope he uh, signs it. Absolutely. Thank you, Keith. All right, coming up, I'm going to visit with Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Thanks so much for listening to The Bob Harden Show. Are you seeking new customers or contacts for your business? Why not promote your business to our loyal listeners? Join Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, the Collier Senior Center, Lulabee's Diner, and many others who've been advertising on the show, in many cases, for years. The rates are reasonable, and there's no required long-term commitments or contracts. Let me help you promote your business to our loyal listeners here on The Bob Harden Show. Visit the website, bobharden.com, or send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. That's bobharden at hotmail.com. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Tim Garrett, candidate for Collier County Supervisor of Elections. He's a 33-year resident of Collier County, a military veteran, a retired sheriff's officer and a graduate of the FBI National Academy. Tim stands for Safe, Secure, Ethical Elections in Gallia County. Vote for Tim Garrett and check out his website, votefortimgarrett.com. Paid for by Tim Garrett, Republican for Collier County Supervisor of Elections. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Michael Cannon. Michael's the director of health policy studies at the Cato Institute. Michael, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Great to be back, Bob. Thank you so much, Michael. Uh, Tell us about the Cato Institute. We are a libertarian think tank in Washington, D.C. We've been around since 1977, and we try to bring to public discourse a voice for the traditional American principles of individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace. Cato.org is the website. I hope you check it out. C-A-T-O.org. So, Michael, right now it looks like the uh, FTC is going to make another assault on business. This time it's United Health. Uh, I think it's United Health. Maybe you could tell us about it. So, yeah, the Justice Department is investigating United Health Group, which is the 
parent company of the largest health insurer in the United States and probably the world, just United Healthcare. And they also own a bunch of other healthcare concerns, some uh, pharmacy benefit managers, about physician groups that employ about 90,000 physicians and uh, some ambulatory surgical centers and so forth. And the Department of Justice is asking questions about whether United Health Group's acquisition of all of these physician groups and uh, other healthcare concerns is reducing competition in healthcare markets. Uh, the problem is that uh, the government is, if there is inefficient consolidation and inefficient market concentration in healthcare markets, the government is the problem here. And the Department of Justice is investigating or potentially taking antitrust action against United Health Group is not the solution. That is so interesting. So, uh, the way you've described it, though, it sounds like they are bordering on kind of monopolistic behavior. But what I'm hearing you also say is perhaps the government has more or less enhanced or created this uh, situation. Well, that's right. So, it's important to remember that when you have inefficient market consolidation. So you've got an insurance company or a hospital that controls so much of the market uh, that they can increase prices or they don't have to worry about quality. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. We do see increasing levels of market consolidation in all areas of healthcare, in physician markets, in hospital markets, in insurer, health insurer markets. And when you see that, you do see higher prices. You do see lower quality care. There are studies that show that where you, where the market for cardiologists is less competitive, you get higher mortality rates. Yeah. This is dangerous stuff. The problem here is not that the uh, Justice Department is identifying market concentration. Uh, the problem is that they're using the wrong arm of the government to try to fight it because the arms of the government they should be using are the arms of the government that are creating market consolidation uh, in the first place. Right. Almost everything the federal government does in healthcare, from regulation to the tax code to the Medicare program and the Medicaid program, all of these things encourage insurance companies and hospitals and doctors to, uh, uh, to merge into larger entities, sometimes across those industries, uh, in order to... Uh, reduce the per unit cost of government regulations. So the regulations are increasing or encouraging consolidation in order to uh, take advantage of the price unconsciousness that the tax code and the uh, Medicare and Medicaid programs uh, introduce into healthcare purchasing decisions to uh, take advantage of the fact that the Medicare program pays more when a hospital uh, provides a service than when a physician uh, office provides the service. So the hospitals buy up the physician's uh, practices, and then they all split the extra taxpayer uh, subsidies. Uh, all these things the government is doing increase inefficient consolidation. And so that's how uh, the way that the government should be fighting uh, uh Market concentration is by undoing those policies, not with antitrust. Antitrust, remember, Bob, these are the people who saved us 
from uh, from Blockbuster Video merging with the other big uh, video store uh, uh, and therefore cornering the market for VHS cassette rentals. Yeah, I mean the the, the what uh, among the many problems with antitrust uh, is that it takes longer for antitrust regulators to affect the market than for the market to punish. Uh, inefficient consolidation by itself. Yes, I'm really happy you brought this to our attention. One, and I don't know if this is related or not, but I appreciate your comments on it. Uh, right now, in my opinion, uh, AARP has an illegal relationship with uh, United Health in the sense that they actually broker the sales of the of the insurance policies, get a commission, and yet they're trying to operate as if they're a senior group. What are your thoughts? So, uh, I don't know if the AARP's activities are illegal or not. I assume they are not, unless I see evidence uh, uh, demonstrating that they are. But I, there is this perception that the AARP represents the interests of senior citizens. And to some extent it does, but it also has a conflict of interest there because it also sells Right. Supplemental insurance policies and and so forth has relationships, uh, as, as you suggest, that um, that give the entity uh, a financial, a direct financial interest in you know expanding uh, the Medicare program and and uh, and then uh, increasing and thereby increasing taxes on its own uh, members. Yeah. Uh, but also. Uh, because they are a seller of uh, Medicare supplemental plans, uh, they have a conflict of interest when representing uh, insu- when representing seniors. And you know, I, I have to say, they're uh, they have been perhaps the greatest force in uh, U.S. politics behind the drive to preserve uh, and expand entitlements like. Social Security and Medicare at the expense of taxpayers. Right, absolutely. There's no way the tax burden would be as high as it is today with without the AARP. And I would also posit that the sales of uh, Medicare Advantage type policies would be not as overwhelming as they are right now, unless AARP was supporting uh, that that uh, issue. And again. It's just not right to have some sort of a financial incentive. They've made billions of dollars on the sale of those policies. And uh, now about the Medicare Advantage question, I'm not sure about the role that AARP has played there, because when you look at how the Medicare program decides how much to pay these private insurance companies that provide these Medicare Advantage plans to seniors Uh and other Medicare enrollees, uh, the Medicare program just ends up spending more per enrollee through Medicare Advantage than through traditional Medicare. So it's just natural that that enrollees are going to gravitate to where their subsidy is largest. Yeah. And and so maybe uh, AARP has a role in that. Uh, maybe they <laughs> maybe they were lobbying to uh, help put in place the formulas that increase the subsidies that seniors would get when they enroll in Medicare Advantage plans. I'm not aware of, you know, a, a direct financial benefit to them of that, but that is a huge problem right there. And certainly anytime you try to cut any sort of Medicare subsidy, including the, the vast wasteful subsidies 
in the Medicare program, AARP is right there to try to stop you. All right, Michael, I just really appreciate you bringing these issues to our attention. Again, Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Cato, C-A-T-O dot org is the website. Michael, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Anytime, Bob. Take care. Take care, Michael. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Right now we have with us Seton Motley. Seton is the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning. For our listeners' benefit, I point out I'm, I'm sitting here with some degree of envy, knowing that Seton is now in Belize and has lived there for a little over a year. So, uh, how's everything in Belize? It's pretty great. I uh, went to D.C. last week for some meetings and and uh, CPAP, and I, I was like getting. In, it was like uh, I felt like I was just visiting prison, like in uh, Monopoly. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So you wrote a column, Shocker, the biggest impediment to U.S. dealing with China, D.C. Maybe you can tell yeah. us about it. 
Well, this is a story as old as time. Um, you know, um, member leadership in, in most of D.C. and both parties is bribed by China. Yeah. Um, they, you know, and, and this goes all the way down the food chain. You've got all those Confucius Institute funding of colleges all over the place. Um, of course, you know, we import in one of the dumb, many, many, many dumb things we do. We allow Chinese students to come to our colleges and pay full because they pay full freight and and the colleges. I looked it up. Here, here's a thought. I, I know I'm meandering already, Bob, but here's a thought: the combined endowment monies in 2023 was over 830 billion dollars. How about we forgive the student loans with that money? Right. There's there's a thought. But, um, but I mean, D.C. is run by China and big tech and big business. But, like, Mitch McConnell's wife is Chinese, and they've been making money off of China for decades. Right. Um, it's not, you know, it's not just Democrats. It's, it's, you know, of course, we have Swalwell with his spy problem and Dianne Feinstein with her spy problem. And, and um, you know, there's, look, I'm sorry. I don't care how stupid you are. If you have a spy in your office for two decades, you know at some point they're a spy, and you're getting and they're doing business. You know, she was Feinstein's so old; she was or was so old. She was the, like the lead senator pushing for normalized trade relations, yeah. most favored nation status, way back in '92 for China. Yeah, because she and her husband were making money off of China, and they wanted to make more. And, and what's um, what's our focus, Seton? Our focus is not China, Russia, Russia, Russia. It's just a Russia. Ukraine. I mean, uh, why don't we focus on the real problems we have as opposed to these uh, made-up? Fix- in the article, there are four countries we should. The U.S. should have left NATO five seconds after the Warsaw Pact right. uh, went away. Um, Russia's economy now is. There are four Western uh, European countries, each with an economy larger than Russia's. Two of them have nukes. Huh. It's their continent. Let them handle it. It is zero U.S. business at all. None. Right. right. Um, the, the, the border skirmish is utterly irrelevant. I, I've asked all the pro-war people, uh, okay, we wake up tomorrow and Ukraine is run entirely by Russia. How does that affect a single U.S. citizen? Well, and when you say border skirmish, you're not talking about our border. You're talking about Ukraine. No, I'm talking about Ukraine and frickin' yeah. Russia. yeah. And, you know, I always ask, if, if Russia ran Ukraine, all of it tomorrow, how does that affect America? And the answer is it doesn't. And I remind them, by the way, Russia ran Ukraine for half of the 20th century, and it was utterly irrelevant to the United States. Right. It's completely irrelevant. So, meanwhile, we're ignoring China. And why are we ignoring China? And what, what's happening while we're ignoring China? Well, you and I have talked about this months ago, but it's, it's come back up again because... We now just celebrated the year anniversary of the uh, Congress not re- re- uh, renewing, it's, it's been expired for a year now, um, the Federal Communications Commission. We talk about you know the future of communications and all that, and China is screwing us up in that in a lot of ways. They, they, they basically sold all the modems in the world to the network. So there's there's a five-step process of the networks, and one is entirely dominated by China, huh. um, the, the, the modem portion of the program. Uh, we also have, of course, the future of wi- uh, Internet is wireless, not wired. 
And so the race for 5G and, uh, you know, again, as always moving forward, 6G is always going to be a two country race. It's between us and China. And we have a Congress that is ignoring China in every conceivable way and doing nothing to help the U.S. compete with China in the, in the wireless space. Like I said, over half, over half of the wireless spectrum, because it's a finite resource, which is what everybody uses for everything wireless, over half of it is owned by the government. Yeah. And they're not clearing it properly. They're not getting it to the, US, you know, the private sector via these auctions that the FCC has. Well, not only are they not having FCC auctions, they're not allowed to. Because for whatever reason, they put a uh, end date on the authorization to have these auctions, and that end date was over. It was about a year ago. I think it's early March is when it, the year anniversary is. So the and United States government is the United States government is hoarding uh, the this uh, this spectrum spectrum, and are they using it? Well, they are, but they're using it very poorly. Because shocker, government's not a very efficient right. entity. Right. Um, you know, and, and what happens is anytime you say, hey, the Defense Department has a lot, they screech national security, and that shuts down all conversation. Uh-huh. And, you know, you can, you can, the, the technology's gotten really good. You can pack a lot of usage onto each little sliver of a spectrum, and the government's not doing that well or at all. You know, they'll have, it's like having an oceanfront property and putting up an 800 square foot shack. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have a mile of oceanfront property. And you put up one little shack and go, okay, we're done. Yeah. And that's what they're that's what they're doing on the spectrum. And of course, you can build. I don't want to build high rises on the beach down here, but for the sake of the analogy, you obviously want to maximize the space, the use of the spectrum. The government's not, and what they could be doing is consolidating the government spectrum. You know, moving all these little houses onto one, fewer and fewer properties, and then freeing up that spectrum, and then moving it to. The, the, to auction off to the private sector, that's not happening. And even if it were happening, the Congress is so screwed up, they, they haven't even reauthorized the FCC to auction it off. Wow. It's a st- sad state of affairs. Now, where do we stand on the race for uh, 5G? We're, we're, literally, we're falling behind. When I, the last time, you know, because I circle back around, I don't want to write about this every week, you know, but... I circled back around. Last time I circled back around was five or six months ago, and we were a little bit ahead, and now we're a little bit behind, literally wow. in that six months. Wow. Because the, the, China's not screwing around. You know, they have a – it's an industrial policy, which I'm not a huge fan of, obviously, you know, centralized industrial policy. But right now it's more efficient than what we're doing, which is nothing. And, you know, uh, Congress is, is by law required to pass a budget every two years. It hasn't passed one since 1996. Right. I mean, it's completely dysfunctional. So China has moved ahead ever so slightly in the race. And the reason is, obviously, for economic and national security reasons. But uh, one of the things that happens is, if if they meet, meet 5G benchmarks before we do, they set the global standards for 5G. Right. That's a little bit of a problem if you have communist China setting the global standards so it's just it's completely ridiculous and dc is completely dysfunctional and part of the reason and again we're ignoring china because china's bribed everybody 
they can see that'll in in DC and beyond. As I always say, we've got the best government that money can buy. Uh, yep. Seton, I uh, just really appreciate your commentary. I re- re- recommend to our listeners that you go to lessgovernment.org. Lessgovernment.org. And check out Seton's writings. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, really appreciate your commentary. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm always an upper, aren't I, Bob? Yes, you are. Thank you, Seton. <laughs> All right, coming up, Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining to choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, <clears throat> everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences and opening a 44,000 square foot performing arts center in downtown Naples. That's going to happen in November. It's going to be absolutely spectacular. To get tickets uh, for upcoming performances and find out more, visit golfshoreplayhouse.org. Golfshoreplayhouse.org. Org. We have with us the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Well, Bob, as usual, um, thank you so much for asking me to join you. Um, and it is going to be a beautiful Thursday. Sure looks like it anyway. <clears throat> but um, anyway, we're getting near that uh, election day on March 19th for the city election. And um, the dirt is flying. Um, you know, it seems like every Thursday we it, it gets worse. Uh, they had a mayoral uh, forum the other night, and it was uh, sponsored actually by the uh, Naples News Group um, and um, uh, uh, two others. It was a very, very good, r- well-run forum. Tim Aiken, 
uh, and um, uh, the uh, people from Florida Weekly, and it, it was it was excellent. Great. But the uh, three candidates, um, Eitman, Price, and uh, and um, Blankenship, were there, and the, the it lasted for about an hour and a half. And um, they they had asked some very interesting questions, but I'll tell you, uh, Heitman just lied and lied and lied and lied, and she ducks. You know, I mean, you ask her a question, she'll give you an answer, but it isn't the answer to the question that was asked. Right. You know, and they, they finally gave up. They finally gave up uh, trying to pin her down to look, just answer the question. Uh, Gary did a really good job. Actually, Ted Blankenship um, sounded fine on there. But I have now come to the conclusion, Bob, that there was a card that came yesterday from Teresa. um, And uh, she says, we are at a tipping point in this election. Let's sort out the truth. And so she's got her name next to Gary's, and she went all the way back to to 2010. And then... um, and use some stuff that Gary had said. Now we're talking 14 years ago, okay? Right, right. And uh, and then she's answering it as of today's standards, you know. And so she had like four different things on each side of the page, all the reasons why she should be elected, and it's just such BS, I'll tell you. Um, whoever is doing her um, her cards is doing a pretty good job, but we both said that. But it's you know it's lies. Right. And, you know, you just don't know how many people, you know, we, we try and educate people like you got to go to these people's websites. you got to you got to fact check, you know, that what they're saying is true. But I've never seen uh, I've never seen stuff like this before in all the elections. And I've seen a lot of them. So well, it's so disappointing, Bill, because um, it doesn't need to be that way. You know, we have a deliberative process. We don't have our uh, voters be well-informed about the issues and what's going on about the candidates. Uh, but when it's, we're perpetuating lies, and, uh, you know, and I know Gary Price. He's not participating that way. He's not throwing mud back. I mean, he's basically – and my, right. I, I, like, I just want you to verify this – that he's simply talking about some of the issues that are need to be addressed here in the upcoming election. Yeah, exactly, and that's what he's doing. And he's also saying what he will do or or help do with the people that get elected. Um, and 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 you know, right here, um, uh, I've been saying you've elected me to set us on a new course, and I have delivered. No, I, I could use stronger language, but um, no, she's just, <laughs> she says she's a proven leader and, and will fight for your values. It's time to talk about the truth. Well. Time to talk about the truth, all right, and she ought to start talking about it. But uh, yeah. she says the public record supports the facts. I mean, they she accused Gary of all his money that came in, you know, for the campaign, that developers' money and whatever, and he had all his facts with him, and and it came to less than twenty percent, you know, of, of people that developed uh, that gave him money, and um, uh, he he has proved it. And then she gave one fact that was, um, she said. Where did you get that number? And he says, right off the city manager's report. And she says, oh, well, that was from 2013. Well, it was really from 2023, and they said it and straightened it out. But, I mean, she just can't help herself. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's going to be – there's no more forums, by the way, uh, but people can certainly go to their – go to the, 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 the candidates' websites. They can really look at the facts, and they um, – they just can't listen to to read all these cards that come through that are just so fictitious. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So I think the voters are smarter than than 
a lot of people give him credit for. Let's hope so, Bob. Let's hope so, indeed. But for our listeners that may be living in Naples and have the uh, in the boundaries and have the ability to vote, just make sure that you do vote and make sure that your vote is uh, researched, as Bill is pointing out, because there are some good candidates and there's some not so good candidates. Some of these not so good candidates pretend like they're good candidates. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's that's the thing. You know. Um, it, it, it reminds me of one of the old uh, people that I served with on council many years ago, and he he had a really good gift of gab. The problem was that of every hundred words that he spoke, you know, maybe sixty of them were true and forty were false. The problem you had was you couldn't figure out which was which. Right. You know, and uh, and, and and you know that's what she does. Uh, she just talks out of both sides of her mouth, and uh, you can never figure out what she is saying. So. Anyway, um, we're, we're, I think, you know what it looks like, Bob? It looks like she's given up on going uh, against um, Blankenship and, and is, is pretty much staying on going against Gary Price. Huh. Ted, so, well, you know, but I wouldn't put Ted out yet either. So, you know, it's going to be I think the Alfie, Alfie uh, supported, Alfie Oaks uh, supported Ted, didn't he? Well, he, he is, and Ted adamantly says, no, he isn't. Huh. But everybody knows that this question was asked at the forum that, that he is and has done it and is putting up money for Ted. But for some reason or other, Ted's kind of fibbing about that. Um, huh. And, you know, nobody calls him on it. So, um, as I say, it's, it's, it's just been an ugly campaign. I'll be glad when it's over. And um, I'm sure hoping that, that Gary gets a look at it and the voters see what a class guy he is. How's the coach doing? Coach is doing good. He's got... He's, Coach Kramer's got his, his lots of his signs up, and uh, when he speaks, people listen. You know, he is a leader. There's no two ways about it, and I think he'd be wonderful, wonderful for the city of Naples. I, I really do. I, I really do. I agree. So, so yeah, I, you've been, you're, supporting, yeah, you're supporting Gary Price for mayor? Supporting, right. Gary Price, um, uh, Coach Bill Kramer, uh, Tony, uh, uh, Tony, Benetois, uh, Tony Perez Benetois, um, and uh, 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 Burn Barton, they have all been in this community for over 30 years. Uh-huh. They're all business people. Um, they're, they're known in the community. They have no past politics. Uh, they just want to work, you know, they just want to be good community leaders, and they will be because they, they really know this community. So yeah. I would like to see he and his, uh, his group get elected. I really appreciate those comments. Again, Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Bob, and you have a great day. Bye-bye. You as well. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got some terrific guests lined up for tomorrow, including William Yateman, Senior Legal Fellow with the Pacific Legal Foundation. Scott Baer is the CEO of the Community Pregnancy Clinics. I look forward to have him on the show. Michelle Avola-Brown with the Naples Pathways Coalition. And Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston, will be joining us as well. I really appreciate you listening to the show. We can't do the show without you. And uh, if you enjoy it, I hope you pass the word on to friends and let them know about the show because it supports our advertisers and we can't do the show without them. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. 
For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.